to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hello, welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws, and I am definitely a human. And I have another human with me today as a guest. Fellow human being, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm honoured to be a human being. Thank you so much. I'm Fiona Simpson, and uh, my company is Lilac Pearl, and I specialise in mental health therapy for people. Well, there you go, listeners. Just with that little intro there, you can probably guess that this episode is going to be a little bit different to some of the other ones you may have heard. A lot of the episodes of this podcast are about pushing forward. They're about finding new ways to promote your business, uh, new ways of looking at things, but it's all very much focused on progress. It's pushing, it's, it's making an effort, and it's trying to do things often more efficiently, but always better, always kind of pushing towards a goal. So for this episode... Because of what I know Fiona is very talented and very good at, the area she works in, I thought it'd be a nice opportunity to take a step back. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, I'm not stressed, that doesn't matter, that doesn't apply to me. Fiona's going to tell us, I haven't wondered about this, by the way, I'm just throwing it at her. <laughs> Fiona's going to tell us some of the signs that you might be more stressed than you realise. So I've just been reading this on your site, that's why. So I do know, <laughs> I do know you have the information, Fiona, but, but what are some signs that people might not necessarily associate with stress? It, it is a very complicated area, Andrew, and it is one of those things that's very individual to each of us humans. We will exhibit different signs for different problems that we're stressed about, and no two humans are going to be the same. But some of the stranger ones are things like withdrawing, withdrawing from your friends, family, society, your clubs and your interests, almost going in on yourself. Some of the others may be a little bit more obvious when we're snappy, short-tempered, irritable, um, not being able to focus on some of the things that we definitely need to be focused on. And that might be some of the things that are putting us under stress. So they can be very varied and they're very personal to you. Quite a few people know some of their main, shall we call them tells, to tell okay. them that they're stressed. Others are hidden. Right. So I'm trying to think now, because I'm, I'm happy to talk about this from my personal experience. Um I tend to get tired. It takes me a little while to realise that that's, that's not just because I've been working really hard, although I think I do. It's normally just that my body's saying, right, hold on. And then if I push it too far, I get a migraine. I can't see straight. So I, I, I kind of know, but it's taken me, I'm in my mid-40s, and it's taken me a long time to realise that I'm not 20 anymore and I can't work all day. Yeah. And every night, because my body just it just flat up won't let me. There's no, there's no pushing that little bit harder if I can't see because I'm having a migraine. So, yeah. So what I'm trying to do is is try and spot the early warning signs. And as you say, I, I know they're different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I saw you speak at an event recently, and it brought home to me something that I don't think I'd really thought about in relation to stress. Uh, for me personally, it's always been, I won't be stressed anymore once I achieve X or <laughs> once I have completed this task or once a classic one is, I used to think many years ago, I won't be stressed once my inbox is empty. Ooh. And I don't think having an empty inbox is something that many people can achieve. 
Is it possible? I don't know what it looks like. It would just be it's like Schrodinger's email inbox. It would be really strange, wouldn't it? <laughs> and, and even if you did manage to achieve that empty inbox and you managed to achieve some of the other things that you may believe are stressing you, somehow we may find something else to replace it with because we can't live a life without stress. It's not feasible. It's noticing the good stresses away from the the negative damaging stresses. And when those stress levels get to a point where, as you say, your body turns around and goes, hang on a minute, Andrew, you need to have a little bit of a slow down here. And if you ignore it, no, I'm going to actually stop you. Pesky body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's interesting that you think that that's associated with maybe those years passing I wonder if earlier on you just didn't notice the signs and you just pushed through it I'd say that that's absolutely the case yeah um, I know in in my 20s especially I, I could just push and push and push but then in my 20s I <laughs> it sounds really daft I weighed about five stone less than I do now but I was unhealthily thin it mm. wasn't a good thing I wasn't kind of Hey, look at that well-toned man. I had elderly women asking me in the street if I needed feeding. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of that that I mean, that's not not a joke. That that, that did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, they, it, it can manifest in in lots of ways. Yes. And, and I guess the skill is is spotting them and then then having a coping strategy. So again, I can only speak from personal experience. I realized that achieving everything is a lousy coping strategy because it's never going to happen. It can't happen. Yeah, it's a bit like perfection, isn't it? A lot of people, particularly when they run their own business, strive for perfection. I can do better, a little bit more. The 80-20 rule doesn't apply to me. I can do 100%. The problem is, is that we never really achieve that 100%. And even if we do, there'll be somebody out there who that isn't their perfection. And they may make a comment that pushes us just a bit further. And for the perfectionist, that keeps us striving for something that is actually unattainable. Very challenging, that one. It is. And it's it's one of those things that I don't think many of us get an opportunity to actually contemplate it. So one of the things that I want, I'm sort of steering you towards here is that when I last saw you speak, you did something which made me really laugh, but in a, I mean, anyway, it, comes, it comes from a place of... of affection is I'm not it's not a mocking <laughs> laughter but you show you stood up in the middle of the room and you showed people how they could physically mm. slam the brakes on just for a few minutes and um could you could you talk talk us through that I'm hoping I'm, you remember I, I'm oh sure no you're... completely <laughs> <laughs> although a lot of that talk was completely as you are aware off the top of my head and um, but there that again, was impressive just in, in its own you. life. That's very not, kind. Not, not many people would, most people would scream and run out of the room if they were asked to talk at such short notice. But There was no, uh, no ability to get stressed or wound up about it, was there? Just get on with it. <laughs> so I started off by saying, if you notice that you're feeling stressed, or maybe you've got a good friend or colleague who can point it out to you very, very gently, there are some things that you can do. And one of the first things that you can do is start off and check your breathing. When we get stressed, we breathe very high up in our chest and that can lead to very short breaths, very panicky breaths. 
So the first thing to do is go back to maybe you played the game when you were a kid and you laid on the floor and you you pretended there was a balloon inside your your tummy and you'd you breathe in to inflate it, watch your hands expand and then breathe out and watch your hands contract on your tummy. And that actually is a great way of starting to slow our system down and getting back to a natural breath. It starts to balance our, our body and our nervous system. And if we can extend our out-breath so it's slightly longer than our in-breath, that actually triggers relaxation in our body. So that's great. There's also a, a yogic breathing technique called a, a retention breath. So you breathe in and you pause and you breathe out and you pause and you breathe in and you pause and you breathe out and you pause, which is also very lovely. But the one that made you giggle I'm going to see if I can actually keep on camera if I do this, is that if you stand up and you might want to go to a, another room to do this, um, particularly toilets are very good if you're stressed, um, and you hang upside down, you just bend in half. There we go. Describe this because we're yes, not recording I just the disappeared. video here. Oh, no, you're not recording the video. We're not recording oh, okay, the we're video. Um, there we go. I'm Fiona very is... Yeah, is now bent in half. Um, I've got my head hanging towards my feet. Now, don't do this if you've got a bad back or any disc problems or anything like that. But if you hang standing on your feet with your heat, heat, oh, feet hip width apart and just hang from your hips folded. And it's really, really, really difficult to be stressed in this position. And then you can come back up. We don't want the blood to flow too much to your head. And notice how you feel. And it's really quite nice. It feels quite light and, and fun. And as Andrew said, it can be quite entertaining as well. <laughs> Just impressed at how fast you could kind of stand up again. I was watching you thinking... <laughs> I could just about touch my toes, but I suddenly can't get back up that quickly again afterwards. But that's years of skateboarding and falling off bicycles that fault to that. Mm. So, so you're saying that you've kind of described two methods there of, mm. of pausing. And I say pausing is kind of the theme for this episode. So yes. the first one, you don't have to be anywhere, be wearing anything specific, taking anything into account at all other than breathing which you yes. can do any time. I mean, yes. I, I I got used to focusing on my breathing when I was at the dentist's because um, I've, you know, been around these, these sort of methods for quite a few years. And the problem I found is I kept dozing off and the dentist would nudge me and say, no, I'm sorry, you do have to be awake. And I thought, well, how powerful is this? I'm in a situation where I can't, I can't go anywhere. I can't even move my face and yet you still have the opportunity to, to use this method of just slowing things down mm. and taking a pause. But the other method of, of physicality, of actually moving something around, I mean, do, do you, what's the science behind why these things are effective? We are linked between our thoughts, our feelings and our location. So if we think something different, we'll feel something different. If we move our location, we may think and feel differently. So that there is things that, that prove it. Uh, you may have um, maybe in this life or in a, a previous um, career been told that if you want to be assertive on the phone to stand up. And that technique 
when you're on a phone call and you want to assert yourself of standing up to make the call is changing your physicality. And by changing that physicality, you change your your thoughts and your feelings and you come across in a different way. Much as hanging upside down changes the way you think and you feel. Maybe this is why in the very early days of the BBC, the announcers had to wear full dinner jackets when when they're on microphone on the radio. And I always thought that was a very funny thing, but it, yeah, the physicality of that in inducing a certain formality, I can see. So yeah, it makes total sense to me that there is the other end of that scale where you can do something to be, I couldn't say informal. That's not, doesn't sound like the right word, but. And, And following that method, if you are stressed, you may find that changing your clothing can make you feel very differently. If you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts, you'll have a different feel to you than if you're in maybe formal workwear or something like that. That isn't to say turn up at your interview in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. Maybe I don't not. know. I, I'm, I've been doing SEO for 22 years. I think in the early days, people would be disappointed if we hadn't have turned up looking like waifs and strays or wearing Bermuda shorts or something. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, yeah, unless you're going for a job in a Hawaiian shirt store, in which case that's probably quite a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is interesting what, what we've both done there is another good way of helping with stress, which is, is have a chat and have a laugh. Hey, sorry for interrupting, but we've got something neat for you. If you want to put some of the things you've heard in the podcast into action, we've created a free workbook for you. It's called Build Your Digital Marketing Battle Plan, and you can download it for free at internetmarketingforhumans.com forward slash battle plan and that battle plan's all one word so internetmarketingforhumans.com forward slash battle plan for your free workbook to take you through seven simple steps to get your digital marketing up to speed and ready for action okay back to the show cheers this is this is a challenge for a lot of uh, one of my recent guests. Was using the phrase "solo trip." I can't say it. Solo entrepreneur, solo and one person being an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, I say I'll say it that way. And I realised that a, a lot of people, even a lot of my clients, work by themselves at home and don't have colleagues. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, they have cats or dogs that are well talked to, or goldfish, or or something. I mean, again, from personal experience, I worked at home by myself for well over a decade. Mm. And then I realised that, no, I I need other human beings. (laughs) Yes, my my cat during lockdown did get to the point that she went, oh, she's off at talking to me again, like I care. (laughs) And I'm wondering if your plant, Steve, felt the same at some point. Oh, yes. So we were talking uh, before we started recording about the plants. I have plants here because they... It's, it's an, I'm in a big box, essentially. A big concrete box is my office. I like it. And there's music, and but there's not many soft edges. So I've got a settee and an armchair for some soft edges, but I, I like having natural soft edges that I can't control. I, I can move the settee around a plant, grows the way it wishes to. So I've, I've gone completely off topic here. But, <laughs> but as you were saying, kind of having a conversation, I'm feeling fairly relaxed, to be honest. When you first started talking about breathing earlier, I was, I was following what you were saying, and, and I'm already kind of fairly relaxed. I kind of need to pep myself up is there anything that you can do that's the opposite if you are feeling lethargic are there any breathing mm. exercises that can 
Oh, well, you can you can get into uh, I'm, I'm straying into an area where I have absolutely no qualifications, which which is yoga, where you can do a dragon breath. So there are all sorts of things, but I will let people look those up on the Internet rather than me give incorrect guidance on that. I'm sure that at some point you can get uh, maybe a yogic on to have a little chat about different types of pranayama breathing, which would be very, very interesting. And I'd certainly love to listen to that episode. I have done something very similar on my um, on my personal podcast. I've also, uh, listeners, I'm also a writer and I write under the name Andrew Culture. So if you look up Andrew Culture's podcast, I interviewed someone called Wibbs Colson, who I've known for many years. And he's he's a breathing coach, amongst other things. So if you are interested, yeah, go go look yeah. it up. But I have I have something to offer. Mm. I'll I'll link to it in in the show notes because um, yeah. it is a really interesting. He is he is not what you might think of as a, a standard yoga person in the slightest. Anyway, um, so so we've talked about this. We've talked about how to give ourselves the opportunity to pause. And you've come up with a couple of really nice ideas for, for how to make the most of these these brief stops. I mean, in your mind, when you're working with clients, is is there, I know everyone's different, but I guess what I'm hunting for is that if someone's listening to this and they do take a moment just to listen to their breathing or to fold themselves up, fold themselves up, or to <laughs> yeah, change their physicality in the room and they go, do you know what? That, that does make quite a difference. I mean, what's, what's the next logical step there? Is there anything you can recommend? What... The, the next logical step, it, it can feel a little bit on the, the woo-woo side of, of the soft and fluffy piece, but it's to start looking at um, gratitude mm. and the things that you're, you're grateful for because we can spend so much of our time focusing on what didn't go quite well and what we've got to do and what we didn't do and we could have done that better we forget all of the things that we not only have achieved, but is around us. Um, I'm an early morning person and I caught the most beautiful sunrise the other day. And I'm grateful for catching that, for getting up earlier than I'd planned and for looking out of the window and seeing the beauty that is around us. Um, I think many of us during lockdown took a pause to check in with nature more than we had done previously. And just marvelling at how many different shades of green that there can be in a garden or a park or just the hedgerow or the, the verge that you're passing. These little things do actually change the way that we we feel about ourselves and if we can do a regular gratitude practice it's a very nice thing to do before you go to bed um, if you can put all of the things that were bothering you worrying you concerning you in a real or imaginary box to pick up again in the morning or not depending on what your choice is and then to move into a gratitude practice, what am I grateful for today? And it could just be getting up and breathing. It could be having the opportunity to, to talk to a new person. It could be the smile that a stranger gave you today. Whatever, having food that you can eat, enjoying people's company, achieving one of the things that you've been putting off for a long time. It will help you sleep better. That sounds wonderful. So it's, it's another opportunity just to stand back and pause. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that there's always a lot that you can notice mm. if you just stop. I mean, 
it has to be an appropriate thing. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you're on the M25, don't don't stop. Yes. You can still no, actually, no. That, I'm, I'm going to retract that mm. because I'm 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 not I'm not being flippant. Well, maybe a little, but w- with respect. But the breathing thing still works. It does. There, there, there's I can't think of any any circumstance where I, I would strongly encourage everyone to continue breathing. <laughs> So you made me snort then. I've never, <laughs> never done that on the podcast. Uh, sorry, listeners. <laughs> right. Um, I'm tempted to put that on the little uh, quote card. <laughs> I recommend you carry on breathing, <laughs> says Fiona. Right. Uh, right. Um, I'd, I'd really, this has been fascinating, but I, I've got to have to wrap it up at some point. Um, but before I go, there's something else on, on your website which, which really interests me. Um, and I say, I, it's lilacpearl.co.uk, listeners, and I'm, I'll put the link in the show notes. There's an, an aspect of your work which is neurolinguistic programming. And I know some people who have been in a corporate culture might be familiar with NLP, and I have air quotes for NLP. Um, but I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of really positive things that can happen in large companies and corporate culture that doesn't really trickle down to the small businessman. And I think neuro-linguistic programming is one of those things. Could you just give the listeners a very brief outline on what it is and, and why, why you believe it's a useful tool? It's an incredibly useful tool. We, we touched on it slightly earlier about how if we, we change our environment, we can change the way that we feel and the way that we think. And it, it looks at the language that we use and also those little um, programs, if you'd like, that we execute at certain times. It, we are almost, I hate to use the analogy, like an iPhone, and we have lots of apps that we run all the time. And most of them are incredibly good and very good for us. They keep us functioning very well, beat our heart, blink our eyes, allow us to drive cars without having to put too much conscious thought into it. But sometimes those programs are either faulty when they get created or during their life, they don't serve us quite as well as they used to. And occasionally they need a little bit of an upgrade. Sometimes we'll find, and um, it's it's not a relative to the corporate market, but from my own personal experience, I, I had a phobia of spiders. And my programming was see a spider, shriek, run, escape, make a right fuss. And it served me very, very well as a kid. Not a problem at all. It kept me really safe from those great big spiders. But as an adult, when I was in a corporate environment in an office and there was a spider in the corridor that I couldn't walk past, I realized that it didn't serve me any longer. And I changed my programming so that that spider was no longer that great big threat to me. And actually, it was that cute little creature that wasn't going to do me any harm. Um, So there are times we do need to upgrade our programming. Anxiety, panic, some fears, obviously some fears are really, really well-founded. We we have natural fear of, of things that are very dangerous. That's good. But some of the other things sometimes need just a little bit of work to change them. And that can be something that neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis can help with. I think that this is one of those episodes where I think we probably could talk for, for hours. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of threads here. So 
I'm going to say, listeners, please please go and look at the Lilac Pearl website. Look at look at Fiona's site and just just dig in. There's there's plenty of threads to pull out there, and there's plenty of information to have a look at. And contact me through andrewlaws.com or internetmarketingforhumans.com, and let me know if there's anything specific we've talked about today that you'd like to to know more about. Because I think this is a, a topic that it's not even a topic; it's life. It is. I can't, I can't just say it's a topic because it's it's it pervades every aspect of our existence, as we are just bags of meat on a spinning rock in space, <laughs> breathing, breathing. Yes, <laughs> breathing bags of meat. Right um, now, at this point in in the podcast, I normally ask guests for just sort of one tip or one piece of advice. Now, you've already shared quite a lot. But if there was something that, say, 50 years from now, imagine this podcast runs and runs and runs. And if somebody thinks back and thinks, do you know what, that time, that episode, that woman who was talking about the breathing, do you know the one thing I remembered from that was, what would be that one thing that you'd want people to remember about the things you've said today? Keep breathing. And it's okay to have fun and have a laugh. It's good for your mental health cracking that's absolutely great well thank you ever so much for your time i really really appreciate it and i'm going to say goodbye now would you like to say goodbye thank you very much andrew and goodbye